time to talk money. It's our budgeting basics segment. Kelly Shostrom joins us each week. And this week, Kelly, we are talking about how to prepare for and make the most of November 8th, which is Talk Money Day. Welcome to the show. How are you? I'm doing just fine, Kelly. How are you doing today? I'm doing good. I like this topic. We're getting ready to talk about money. We need to be prepared before we get there. Sometimes we're left with all of our money flying out of our pockets. I mean, being proactive with money is all about what we chat about every single week, Kelly. And so I thought getting ahead of Talk Money Day is a good idea. That way, when it <laughs> hits us and it's in the news and you, know, you see it on the national day calendar, you could say, oh, yeah, I actually heard about that. I actually thought about that. And these are the things that I want to tackle because not only is November 8th Talk Money Day, um, the 6th through the 10th is the entire week of um, National Talk Money Week. And oh. so it's a good time, um, I think, before the holidays, before the new year, when we're all excited and want to set our goals. It's a really good time to start thinking about um, what does this mean in my life and what do I want to change um, for the next year? I think it's a great idea. I'm glad that we're talking about it. What is uh, step number one to get ready for next week? Okay, so first let's just set the stage. And I know we all know, or we've heard these these stats before about how we're all in debt and you know money is the number one cause for divorce and all these really depressing stats. But I mean, not to pile on Kelly, but 50% of American adults are financially literate, right? So 50% of Americans say that they actually um, kind of know what's going on and understand the landscape of their personal finances, which is about half, which is Good, not great, right, Kelly? Um, yeah. 73% of teens want to actually know more about personal finance. Um, I wow. think about when I was in high school and I could have used a little bit less um, accounting or investing classes and a little bit more how to write a check, um, I'm dating yes. myself, um, or how to budget, <laughs> right? Um, and then Americans lose an average of over $1,800 a year, Kelly, just by being financially illiterate. And so those are some of those silly small things where we have subscriptions we don't know about. We're paying extra fees that um, we didn't know we signed up for. So all those little things add up to about $1,800 a year for each of us. Um, yeah. And that's not helping the pocketbook, right? Mm -mm. No, and I, I don't want to lose one more dollar. I swear, if I see something... You know, I'm, a, I'm like a fly on the wall for my kids' checking accounts. You know, they put me like so I can help them, but that means that I can also see what they're doing. And so some of them are really good and some of them are really not good. And I'm like, I see like an overdraft charge and I'm just beside myself going, oh my gosh, that's money that you could have bought a pair of shoes with or something. Exactly. And it's important to start those conversations with our children earlier than later. Um, I would have loved those conversations as a child. I probably wouldn't have had so much, so much student loan debt. And I know, Kelly, you're helping your boys out um, every single day by just having some of these conversations. And even if you are seeing some of those mistakes, Kelly, kind of pointing them out in a gentle manner and redirecting to say, okay, what could we do better next time are yeah. all learning um, moments that even if your kids are in your early 20s, that is, they still have so much life left to manage their own money that it's not too late to start those conversations. Good point. Positive thinking, like you, Kelly. <laughs> exactly. And so, <laughs> Kelly, when we're talking about... Um, talking about money, um, some of the things that we want to figure out is, okay, what direction do we need to go? Um, because when we talk about money, we're kind of breaking down barriers. Um, we're hopefully reducing wage gaps, 
Um, we're stopping the stigma, Kelly, that money is this bad, this shameful thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we're no longer gatekeeping information. If you found a really cool tip, if you found an app that really helps you, if you found a checking account that has a lot of um, interest that you get paid or, you know, in this in the form of dividends every single month or year, um, don't keep that information to yourself. Tell it to your friends, tell it to your family, talk about things with your spouse, you know, maybe after dinner, when the kids are in bed. Um, These are all slow things that we can start implementing into our life to make sure that um, not only we're bettering ourselves with our money, but the people around us as well. That's the whole point of, um, you know, having these money conversations. Yeah, that's a good idea. Tell people, hey, you can save money with this checking account if you want to go over here. Exactly. And that's how I learn about some of my um, tips and tricks that I share with all of you about. Um, I have a friend that maybe tried a new app or a client that um, is testing out a checking account. And um, if they have success with it, um, it's the best, you know, they say the best um, marketing is word of mouth and referrals from actual people into actual friends. And so think about that with your money as well. And so Kelly, to dive into some um, tactical specific things, I want to say a couple of phrases or lines that you maybe are thinking in your head that you maybe don't want to say to your partner out loud because it sounds harsh or, (laughs) you know, and so let's just, let's just break some of these down a tiny bit. And if you are thinking, oh man, that is me and my husband or my wife, um, then these are some things of how we can gently approach the conversation. So the first one, instead of saying, where does all of our money go? Kelly, have you ever thought about that one? I have thought about that one and the other person can be very offended by those words. <laughs> because I think it is it assumes that they're talking about the other person, right? It's not right. um hey where where does all the money go when I buy things? It's hey where the heck does all this money go? And if I don't know where it goes, it means that you were in charge of it going somewhere. And so where did it all go? (laughs) And and so Kelly, overspending can be a really big problem in marriages. Um, And when you break it down, it's not necessarily the act of the spending, but it's about the lack of communication, the lack of trust. And so um, all of these different things that play into it. Um, So what we want to do, we want to bring this up. We want to say maybe things like, I'll sleep better knowing our finances are in order and maybe suggesting a meeting that the two of you can get together and start the conversations around where the heck does all of our money go? Yeah, that's a good idea. It's like, it's not you, it's us. I just need to know, you know, what's important to you, what's important to me kind of thing. So we are on the same page of, you know, if I think that I have to share this money and there's something I really want, but I don't think I can discuss it and say, Hey, I really want to get this without them always saying no. Um, that's not healthy either. Exactly. And by offering to start a journal where you're tracking your expenses, maybe you have an app or an Excel spreadsheet. Um, and you're not only putting the expenses that the other person is spending, um, or the transactions, but you're also putting the ones that you spend as well. It kind of shows that this is a joint effort that I'm holding myself accountable along with you. And we're just trying to figure out, Hey, where does all of our money go? And again, the prompt is I'll sleep better at night knowing that our finances are in order. And so, um, That's it's so kind easy of- to forget. It's so easy to forget that, you know, you just treated yourself a couple of days ago, but you forgot about that little treat. And now you're like trying to do something else for yourself. And they're going, um, think that we agreed that only one special treat every couple of weeks. Didn't you just go do? Oh, and then it's like, oh, yeah, I see exactly. that on sheet that we wrote down here. I shouldn't be 
taking advantage of this situation. You know? Exactly. I could see it now. You're like, where does all of our money go? I don't know. You're the one walking in with the Starbucks every day. Like that might be, <laughs> that, that might be a, and so, you know, we want to not, we want to not have that attitude when we talk no. about it, but um, tracking your spending is a really good way to figure out actually where does all of our money go? Um, okay. So Kelly, the next prompt is, um, do we need to change who does what? So that's kind of alluding to the you're bad at something, right? You don't pay the bills on time or you forgot about this charge or why have you been paying the subscription for all of time and we don't even use it, you know, instead of those accusatory um, kind of, uh, you know, phrases or actions that we have, um, we maybe want to be a little bit more um, approachable with the conversation. And so we might start by just having a list of all the financial decisions or tasks that are performed in the household. Um, and then maybe we say, Hey, let's have a monthly household meeting, um, you know, and let's over, we call it budgets and beers in our house and let's divvy it up of who's going to do what. And we want to make sure that we're playing into each other's strengths. So that's um, another phrase that you can use. We want to make sure that we're each contributing in a way that not only fulfills us, but that isn't too stressful or overwhelming. And so let's throw everything up in the air and then let's kind of pick and choose who's doing what based off of what they're good at um, and then what's best for the household. I can't imagine that you and your spouse get in a fight when you're budgeting over a couple beers. Your favorite beverage, <laughs> nice and chilled. You're like, hey, cheers. Okay, let's talk. It's, a it's, good actually, <laughs> it's really hard to get in a fight. You know, it, we have a lot of moments where we're like, oh, man, whoops. And the other person just kind of laughs and is like, but you can have those laughing um, moments within these conversations, Kelly, because we have room for errors, right? Yeah, we weren't yeah. laughing and saying, you spent $200 at Target the other day. What were you thinking? That wasn't happening day one of these money conversations when we didn't have the extra money. I want to make that very clear to people. We haven't <laughs> always we haven't always been at this place, but when you do it every single month and when you get to a point where you have a full emergency fund, when you have sinking funds for car repairs and home repairs, and you make sure that you're three months ahead of schedule with paying your bills, yeah. when you have that kind of room in your budget, it's really easy when you're having a beer and you're talking about your transactions to say, Hey, mister, I saw you went to Starbucks three times last week. What's going on? That's a jokeable moment, but I totally understand sure. if you're not there in the beginning, but that's <laughs> why it's really important, Kelly, to, to have these started. conversations. Yeah. Exactly. Get started. Yep. Makes sense. Exactly. And then, so Kelly, when we're, these are some prompts that we have with our spouse. Um, the U of M actually has a really good prompt. I'm going to share it in our podcast show notes, um, but it's money conversations and starters for parents and children. And it's this wonderful PDF and you're supposed to cut apart all of these little questions, throw them in a fishbowl. And then at whatever cadence you want, maybe every night at dinner or once a week, um, you pull out questions and they're good money starters, good prompts to talk about um, just random topics with your family. And so some of them is if you found $100, what would you do with it? Um, describe a good way to save money, share a goal that you have. Um, what does the saying, yeah. I'm, what is the saying, I'm not made of money mean to you? And so these are all things that we might think are regular. We hear them all the time. I'm not made of money. But if you say that to a little six-year-old, they might mean, they might not be thinking, I don't even know what you mean by that. And so I can't yeah. learn a lesson or I don't know what you're talking about if I don't even know what the phrase means. Heck, my 30-year-old doesn't know what that means when I say, I'm not made of money. And he's like, <laughs> sorry. And then he, yeah, there we go again. It's like, hey, oh my gosh, drives me nuts. 
Exactly. And you know, what does life look like in 10 years is another prompt. And that's a really good teaching lesson for you, not only for your kids, but also for your spouses. If we want to be living on an island in the middle of nowhere in 10 years, there has to be some steps that we take to get there. Right. And Mm -hmm. so what are, how can we break down those goals? What does that mean for saving each month and year to get towards those goals? And so these are really fun exercises to make sure that everyone's on the same page. And it all starts with just having that conversation, opening up the dialogue, making sure these aren't taboo topics and that your kids understand when you're at the grocery store why you're buying non-brand name versus brand name and you know figuring out the price of something and how much sugar is in a product and all of these things are really good learning moments and um, conversation starters for you and your family yeah they're always like why are you looking at this price on every item it's like oh because you just think about one item as being five dollars and 99 cents but if i look at all these items and they're all $5.99, but this one is $4.99. I can save $10 to $15 every time at the grocery store, which seems like it's every other day. Exactly. And I don't know if you look at the little on the tag, Kelly, it's like the price per ounce or the price per whatever. Um, I'm a really big proponent of that too, because something might, a bag of something might be cheaper um, over here, but there's more quantity over here. And so the second item is actually cheaper per the quantity. And so teaching your kids stuff like that on how to save money, you might be spending more up front, but it lasts you a longer time. And Mm -hmm. um, the reason why we're doing this is because we're trying to save up for Disney World next year. And so linking all that stuff together so they understand the big bigger picture um, is really important. And same with us understanding the bigger picture. I'm not getting, we're going to keep picking on Starbucks just because we can. I'm not going to get Starbucks every single day because I want to make sure that we can afford that family vacation. I'm going to maybe only get it once a week. Yeah. And when people say, wow, how did you afford that vacation? You could say, I just stopped drinking coffee. And they can go, <laughs> oh, that's all. <laughs> And it's, and Kelly, like it's, it was hard work and it was planning and it was having awkward conversations and it was calling my spouse out when they were, you know, spending out of the plan. It was, it's a lot of work behind that. And so I think it's really easy to just say, oh, must be nice. Right. Um, But, you know, some of these families are making it work with less money than what we have. And Mm -hmm. um, I think it's a nod to the hard work that goes in behind the scenes. Um, And that all starts with just having having these conversations. And so Kelly, if your people are looking for more tools, um, their freebie library specifically has sharing money with the spouse as a really fun PDF. And it talks about the different ways that you can share money. That way, if these conversations are difficult or you don't have all of your money in one pot, it kind of talks about, hey, here are some ideas of how you can split up some of your money. Um, And then also in the podcast, Kelly, episode 42, we have um, a guest Clifton um, and he's a a money expert with children specifically. And so he Ooh. talks about how to um, how to start those conversations and how to talk about money with your kids. And he's a really good um, go-to resource. And so episode 42 in our podcast, Budgeting Period, will give families more, um, more advice. Now to go there, you can go to kellyshowstrom.com. Do you also have a Facebook presence or a social media presence? Yeah, definitely. Um, Instagram is probably the biggest one. Um, but if you go to just kellyshowstrom.com, all of that will be linked on the website. The podcast will be there. The freebies will be there. And then social media will be there too. And you can follow along and um, improve your money just every single day. Okay. Thank you so much. It's Kelly Showstrom, kellyshowstrom.com. And it's K-E-L-L-Y Showstrom, S-J-O-S-T-R-O-M, kellyshowstrom.com. Get a lot of details. Make that your new habit uh, for this year. Maybe instead of Uh, crocheting you're going to be taking on money matters instead probably help you out in the long run 